Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to welcome you back to another fantasy football podcast brought to you by the Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen, F-L-O-O-G. That's right. Let's go. It's time for the flu. What is up, Yo. boys? Chilling. How, all, how, all good. All good, yeah. man. All good. Another Thursday night in the division. We got uh, tonight and then two more to go. We are cranking it out. That will uh, fin- finish this up, hopefully, right in time for August. Uh, the peak of redraft season. We're getting into it. Uh, like Gary and I said last time, we're Scott Fishbowl. Gary wrapped, I wrapped mine up last week. Gary wrapped his up in the meantime. So here we are, guys. It's uh, me, the commission, uh, Joshua T.A. Hicks. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. Uh, next to me into the Zoom, uh, the guy who I just mentioned just finished his Scott Fishbowl draft this week. Guys, you can find him on Twitter at gars underscore poetica. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gary Drakowski. What is up, man? What is happening, guys? Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, this is my first guy fishbowl that I've been in. It was kind of fun to, you know, play around with things. I think, Josh, me and you both went QB, QB, and mm-hmm. then running backs, three running backs right off the bat. Yeah. I think that was, I mean, there could have been some wide receivers at that point to take, but I think it was just a good, safe route to go. And then you just pick what um, maybe late uh, round wide receivers can possibly give you that wide receiver one, you know, most likely two or three aspect, but I think it panned out good. Um, pretty happy with the draft and, you know, just see where it goes. I'm with you. I'm with you. I definitely have in every year in Scott Fishbowl, I have at least one, if not two or three moments where I say to myself, man, like he fell here. So I could have had, you know, I could have had him there and, you know, you could have done this, but, different route, different strategy. Mm-hmm. But I think with the with the double – the super flex, essentially, I, I, it's just a solid combination. And did you go tight end in the sixth round too? Uh, I think roundabout right around there. So I went Godwin. I think I went at Goddard before I went – I'm going to say Brown. So I th- I'd say probably the seventh round. Pretty okay. sure. Well, I was on the 12 turn. So, I mean, it was pretty much back to back. Pretty sure. So, so, we both went two quarterback. Then we went three wide receivers. We both ended up with uh, Goddard and we both ended up with Amon Ra. So, yeah. <laughs> I think Amon Ra could have a really good season this year, dude. I'm, sure. with, I'm with you, especially what we said on last week's pod that you can, last week's pod that you can listen to on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. But uh, let's we're leaving Ty hanging, guys. Let's get to the social media ghost, guys. You can find him on Twitter at social media ghost, the, the king of the seven five seven Bills Mafia, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Tyson Cullen. What is up? Just living the life, man. Yeah, I'm up to 149 followers. Yeah, they just they just they're just climbing, you know, and uh, getting more blue check marks. Things are good, man. That's that's all I got. Awesome guys. So let's let's do some maintenance for the for the Flug itself. We announced last podcast when Shane was on that Flug Fest five Flug five is officially going down on August twentieth. We posted. We did a little updating to our website www.theflug.com. We added a little 
counter on there. And like we said at the end of the pod last week, and you've checked on the website, if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or Podbean, we are going to get you into the Flug Fest. Hell yeah. We're not, we're not playing, we're not paying for your plane ticket. We're not doing anything. You still got to get here. You still got to show up. Probably bring your, probably bring your own beer. Probably got to pay your own dues, but you're still (laughs) going to have a great time. Yeah. I was going to say last year was my first year and yeah, I had a great time. I I definitely recommend it. Yeah. But give us a five-star review and you will be in. So yeah. Uh, you won't you won't regret coming to this thing. Never, dude. It, it's it's the greatest time of the year. Like, I mean, it's you literally. If you have a vacation, fuck your vacation and just come to Fluke Fest. Basically, that's exactly that's, what it's, that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving my vacation a day early to come back. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, I mean, look at it. It's showing off your uh, it's showing off your alcohol skills, uh, showing off your athletic skills while you're. Um, uh, drinking alcohol, which mm-hmm. that's always a great thing. I mean, for instance, I kept I kept trying to aim at a uh, what was it like a circle or ring or something like that, and I missed about five times. And I consider myself to be a pretty good thrower, and I missed the ring about five times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's what that's what alcohol does to you. It makes you think you're making it, and you're not. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, well, Josh is so excited. He's leaving uh, the wife and kids at the beach. Like he's gonna be like, okay, you just go to the beach. I'm gonna be gone for all of today. I know we're supposed to come back today, but he's just gonna leave. Him there. <laughs> no, no, now we're leaving. Flug is on that Saturday. We're leaving the beach the night early, that Friday night. Mm. So it's like, get off the beach, get in the car. We're leaving. Mm. Yeah, the whole family knows. They're like, yeah. okay, it's Flug Fest time. We we have to do this for Dad. I mean, this is. Important. I mean, it's it's priorities. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's priorities. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's commitment. That's commitment to you, sir. I, ch- I chased you up and down the beach for six days. <laughs> Daddy, need no, no. I love my, I love my you're children. Coming home. Yeah, Daddy's mm-hmm. going home. But mm-hmm. so let's talk. Let's let's talk about this. Let's parent for a minute. You have to think, oh. of, and also this is the double win because if you leave the beach, you know, you leave the beach on a Saturday or Sunday. Everybody else is leaving that day too. So we're leaving on a Friday night cruise kids go to sleep fingers crossed no traffic it's, it's a win-win and you know because and then the day that you leave you're almost like it's almost like a waste of the day because you're driving you know yep. just bang knock it out all right guys let's veer back to the fantasy football part <laughs> of this show we already said the itunes and spotify and Podbean for the podcast again www.theflug.com you can follow all of us on Twitter at the flug underscore FF. I think we, before we get into tonight's division, guys, let's talk about the Kyler Murray signing five years. Is it 230 million? Yes. Yep. So that was yep. a big win. Like, is he going to sign? Cause then he get then what he did all is not follow on Instagram and whatever picture taken down and all that nonsense. And, and he got it done and he, and he's going into a year that's starting off where he's going to miss his number one wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, for the first six weeks. So I think that – I mean, that shows they have faith in him. They – they but they got Marquise Brown too. So – and that was one of his college wide receivers. So there's already chemistry there, which is great for them. So I think it's – who's the next one to be up? It's Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to think about it this way – 
Here's my Bills plug. Josh Allen got signed from that class, and he's the only one from that class, by the way, because the other three sucked. Um, but yeah, he uh, Lamar is definitely the next guy. I can't, I can't think of another guy. And and by the way, I mean Josh gets six years, two hundred fifty-eight million, forty-three million per year. Kyler gets five for thirty or two thirty. That's forty-six million per year. So yeah, I mean it goes back to what you said, Josh, is that. Yeah, they believe in this guy, and it was – I guess whatever he did was worth it. Whatever his agents did and whatever the team did, it was worth it. He got paid, so, you know, he got what he wanted. Him and Deshaun Watson, like, that dude, that guy's agent. No. Guy, how, how? Why? Yeah, I want to be him because that dude is slick. Yeah. With everything, with everything going on with him and to get a team to sign that much money. To commit to that, yeah. So, so I think that. But I mean, we're gonna talk AFC South tonight. Was there anything else fantasy football relevant that we needed to go Let, on? Leonard, Leonard Fournette weighing two hundred sixty pounds. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. Let's, are you guys worried? I mean, that's the question essentially. Um, uh, I'll just answer. I'll just answer. Yeah, I'll just answer. I thought I read. I said that, but then I think I said off screen that I think I read somewhere where he had lost 20 of those 20 pounds down to 240. But I mean, who knows? Who knows what he really is until training camp starts? But I mean, there was reports that he was 260 looking like, no offense, but looking like Eddie Lacy or Kellen Benjamin or looking like a chicken biscuit away from being a fullback. Um, but we don't know until training camp actually starts. But I mean, Kelvin Benjamin used to do the same thing, uh, but Kelvin Benjamin was not Leonard Fournette in my opinion. So, um, yeah, if he is 260 when he gets to training camp, yeah, I'm worried. But, it, you know, until training camp starts, you just got to believe that he got back in shape, or at least hope so. Yeah, I mean, most of these athletes, I mean, some of them come out like that. I mean, we've had the, you know, the Eddie Laysons, the Kelvin Benjamins, like we've been talking about uh, long before. But, I mean, it's just – Fournette's the guy. I mean, he's in a squad. You know, Brady's going to get on him. I mean, when Brady wants to win, he's going to make sure everybody is in line. And I'm not really worried about him and his weight, but he's, he's he'll be cutting it all down and getting back to form. So, I mean, I just still still put Fournette, like, fairly high this uh, season for sure. That's a good point about Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Guards, are you drinking? What are you drinking tonight? I have a uh... – Center of the Universe is the Chameleon IPA. It's a good one. Pretty good. Not bad. Nice, nice. Since, and how about you, sir? Since Patrick Mahomes can't do Coors Light commercials or whatever this bullshit is, <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll drink Coors Light for him. Did you read? Did you read that? I didn't really read into that. It was what he, he has a like. So the commercials, he literally has a flashlight that says Coors. Nice. But he doesn't talk about beer, right? It's Isn't that right? I forget what the what the new rules are, which is so stupid. Yeah. He's like in a Coors Light. For those that don't know, I think he's in a Coors Light or a Coors commercial, but he's not actually talking about the beer. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Wow. Other rules. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the AFC South, guys. We We kind of prefaced this. Uh, before we started recording that we kind of have two tough teams to talk about and then two easy is not the word but 
not as tough. And the two teams that are tough are obviously the bottom two teams in this division, the Jags and the Texans. I always want to say the Houston's because of Shane. These two teams, just so much uh, change with the coaching and the GMs and everything. So I just, I just wanted to preface that before we jump in. So let's go to the Jags first. We had new coach, Gary's old guy, took the Eagles to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, Doug Peterson. <laughs> Gary, let's, well, Gary, let's start there. What are you, do you think he can do I'm pretty, the same result? Yeah, I'm pretty ecstatic. I mean, you have Trevor Lawrence, who's kind of got a uh, similarity to Andrew Luck, dude. And I think he's going to have a pretty decent season when he's uh, got Doug Peterson at the helm because Doug Peterson also is a former QB, backup QB, whichever way you want to put it. But I mean, he's solid. He's a, a team, a player's coach, you know, um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm ecstatic for it to tell you the truth, dude. So I'm pretty sure that, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to start to, it's going to be so much better than the season of last season. Like it's just, you know, that'd be so much better. I mean, I'll just say at least from the, at least, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence, you, they went out and got him some weapons. Who knows if they'll actually be good, but you look at like, Justin Fields in the same draft class. They, the Bears didn't do anything for Justin Fields. Let's be honest. They didn't do nothing. At least Jacksonville, they went out, they got Christian Kirk, they got Evan Ingram, who is injury prone, but he's athletic. He's probably one of the best athletes as far as the tight end goes. Uh, they got Zay Jones, who kind of had a decent year for the Raiders. I mean, he was the number three or number four, but he had 600 yards. Um so I mean, I'm I'm trying to think who else they who else they got, but I mean, just alone uh, should give you some excitement that you know they went out and did something. Unlike the Bears, I I, I compare them to the Bears because, like I said, you know they're both in the same draft class, and if you're Jacksonville, you feel better than you do as a Bears fan. I'm with you. I I, I agree with you 100. percent Going back to the coaching real quick. Yep. New passing game coordinator. Jim Bob Cooter, <laughs> Morgan's boy. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with uh, both you guys' excitement with the additions that they, you know, at least they're swinging, you know, giving it a shot. So let's, let's jump back to Trevor Lawrence real quick. Uh, 359 completions on 602 attempts. Never thought he would throw in 600 attempts last year. So that kind of, it kind of blew me away. 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. But again, guys, this team was a complete train wreck last year. His completions, uh, completion percentage, excuse me, hopefully bounces above sixty. So I think that I think that's easily doable. So yeah. I, where, where, where are you guys at on him? Do you guys like him as a QB one, QB two? I'm super flexed. I'm all right with him as a QB too. Um, you're looking at somebody who could probably, I mean, his weapons aren't that great. I mean, he did get Christian Kirk uh, added to the squad at wide receiver, but we're looking at somebody who, who was pretty much, um, what was he? He was 23rd in fantasy last season. So, I mean, he can eclipse the top 20, I think, 
It's just uh, whether this whole team can gel well on offense. And I think Jim Bob Cooter, with what he did in the past, with the rapport he had with Stafford, I think he's very capable of getting this offense up and running too. And I just like you were talking about with Doug Peterson there too. I think the two minds with them both being offensive minded. And I think they're both aggressive uh, offensive coordinators too in the past. So I think this could be definitely, you know, it could, this team's definitely going to gain a lot of steam in the last season. Well, I think going back to Christian Kirk, I mean, I think he brings more excitement than say like a LaVisca Chanel or a uh, Laquan Treadwell. I'm Treadwell. I think a lot of people were hoping Chanel would be, you know, that guy, but I don't see him being a number one. I don't even see him being, I don't even think he's a number two on this team. They still got Marvin Jones, who is up there in age, but Marvin Jones and uh, our buddy Shane could attest to this. Marvin Jones has always been a professional, always been solid. You know, he's thinking coming off 800 yard season last year mm-hmm. and someone like a guy for Christian Kirk and guys like Chanel to uh, lean on. So, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I do think Christian Kirk does bring them more excitement than what they have on this roster. Besides Marvin Jones, he brings them more excitement. And, and, and I'll just say one more thing, Josh. I know you, I think you were about to say something. Um, this offense was 32nd in the league in points per game. They were 27th in offensive yards per game. And they were 22nd in the run in the pass. So... <laughs> There's, I mean, you can go down, but there's a lot of up to go up, if, if that makes any sense. I mean, Absolutely. there's there's only a few. I mean, you're 30th in points per game and you're 27th in offense. There's only a few more teams that are worse than you, and one of them ha- happens to be another team in this division, which we'll talk about. But, I mean, for the most part, you can only go up with this team. Uh, we'll just see how high they go, though. That's the limit. <laughs> sky's, sky's the limit. Let's we get you guys. You guys already jumped on wide receivers. Let's just keep rolling with that. Yeah. So Christian yep. Kirk came in as a free agent. He had career highs last year in yards, nine hundred eighty-two, and catches 70, 70, 77 catches. You can of course attribute some of that probably to DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt at the end of last year. Like Ty said, Marv had one hundred and twenty targets last year, and then you have Zay Jones coming in from the Raiders. Who he started with the Bills, right? Yeah, he's the one that yep. had that like hotel incident. Was he like yes. running around naked or some shit? Yes, yes, he was. And then he said, so pretty much, he got out of Dodge. He got traded to the Raiders, right? Which, yeah, but it ended up being the best thing for him, honestly. Yeah. And then, like I was saying, I'm he's another one that I hope he does well. But yeah, that was the best thing for him. And now this is the best thing for him now going to uh, Jacksonville. Then yeah, the Visca. A lot of the dynasty Twitter community was big on him for a while, and that's kind of faded. But he did—he had a hundred targets last year, which I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. So, as far as targets, I mean, where do you guys? Do you, I mean, Kirk is probably the leading candidate, obviously, to lead to be the number one to lead in targets. Do you guys put him? Do you think he takes Marv's place with 120 targets? Do you think that's a good? Yeah, assumption I mean, right there. I mean, if one of them's going to get the 120 targets, it's going to be Kurt. Yeah, I I think so. And then I mean, so I think 
the roles were roles reversed. Kirk gets one twenty, and then Jones gets um one hundred three. I think it was for Kirk. Um, he had he had hundred. Yeah. Laviska had exactly one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So and Christian Kirk is somebody who can be you know that this team can I mean the offensive corner and it can play his role with like he they can have him on the inside and they can have him on the outside and whatnot too. So I definitely like I like him like at least. Clips in a thousand yards, and he can be bumped up to 130 targets. I mean, you just saw what Trevor Lawrence threw. He threw over 600 times last season. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets anywhere between 130, 140 targets. With that extra game added for the season. Yeah, I think Trevor, I think Trevor Lawrence missed a game or two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, he played all 17. Yeah, he was all. So they, oh, oh, maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was hurt for one of them. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Let's jump to the, let's jump to the running back. So we had ETN, who was so it was Trevor Lawrence and ETN were the two first round picks for the Jags last year. The two Clemson guys, or, or was ETN second round? I'm sorry. ETN was first round. They had okay. two first round picks. Yeah, so both of them. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. All good. So ETN ETN got hurt in training camp last year. He missed all of 2021. He's coming in. He's coming in hot. People are big on him, and especially due to James Robinson, who's been carrying the workload for the Jags the past two years, three years. And he he got he got hurt at the end of the season. Something that really shocked me, and I think this is because James Robinson kind of came in as a was he a seventh round pick or he was like undrafted? He was undrafted. Nope. He's he's undrafted. he's he's still only twenty three. He turns twenty four in about on the beginning of August. He'll be 24. He won't be good to start the season. But I kind of like – that makes me think because people might be down on him because he's going in hurt. I really think in a dynasty league, if you're running back needy, I think this is somebody you might get a little bit of a discount on. So I was definitely – especially with his age, and I think this is his first big injury. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. like, like, like I said, I think this – I think he's definitely a – but he's a buy for me in Dynasty, straight up. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but ATN is definitely the the starter going into the season. He definitely has pass catching ability. So I think he's. Well, I'll throw it to you guys. Where where would you draft him well, in a twelve team redraft? But yeah. ATN. You happy with him as your RB one? Oh, no, RB two. No. Unless you went heavily on wide receiver game, which is not uh, my game. But like, uh, yeah. I like him as my flex. I like him as my flex. I'm gonna be honest like, with yeah. you. I'm exactly that spot too. Like, I mean, I want to believe that he can be the top guy. I mean, right. there's not much for this team to play with when it comes to you know skilled players in the skilled positions, but. I mean, he's a good, he's a decent candidate to possibly get anywhere between 70 to 100 targets as well. I mean, mm-hmm. with the way this team is built, but it's just until I see it, I'm not going to sit there and I have to see it first before yeah. I take any kind of gamble. Spot on. Yeah, I was going to say both him and James Robinson have that pass catching abilities, but James Robinson's more. Of a bull, more of a bull, whereas 
Uh, it seems like ETN's more smooth, more silky. But I'm with Gary. Yeah, I don't I don't like him as an RB one, and I don't like him as an RB two. But if he's my flex or if he's my RB three, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, cool. Let's. Yeah, and like you said, with the whole passing, he he got 46 targets last year, so definitely, definitely viable in the passing game. And I, and again, if ETN bounces back, and I mean, I think he could, he could flirt with 60. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Let's last. Let's end up with the uh, with the tight ends. You guys, you guys already mentioned Evan Ingram has come over from the Giants. Again, we all know he's the injury-prone kind of guy. They have Dan Arnold from last year, who some of uh, some of Twitter's kind of thinks he could have sleeper sleeper value. He had uh, he caught twenty-eight of forty-one in twenty twenty-one on the Jags. So just mm-hmm. I guess like, we don't have to talk about Dan Arnold anymore. But where do you guys oh. at on Evan Ingram? I mean, I still think Dan Arnold can be something for sure, dude. I mean, Evan Ingram doesn't necessarily have the job. I mean, he is a name that we all looked towards when he was in New York the past few seasons. But other than his first season or two, he hasn't really, you know, garnered anything to somebody who's going to, you know, he wasn't consistent. So, I mean, it's not something that somebody, all of us are really jumping for joy in. But I think Dan Arnold's a decent dark horse. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Gary again. Yeah, I think he still has to have some value because, yeah, you go back to the injuries. Well, he's missed probably a third of his – a third of the games he's played in his career. So, yeah, and Dan Arnold, like you said, played pretty well before he got hurt. So, I think there's still some value to Dan Arnold. They could run some – they could run some two tight end sets. So, mm-hmm. I, I still think there's – I still think there's very – there's still some value to Dan Arnold. Until until Evan Ingram finally breaks out, which who knows if that's going to happen. He's 28 years old with a bunch of injuries. You know, time's kind of running out on him. They only signed him to a one-year deal. So what does that tell you? As they should. Yeah. And even then, he got $8 million. I think they overpaid him, but that's just me. It, well, yeah, you could go a lot around. I mean, people think Christian Kirk got overpaid. I forget what his contract is, but. Three, I think it was three and twenty-four, but it's uh, it could be up to thirty. Damn, good for him. And and then Christian Kirk's was four and seventy-two, but it could be up to eighty-four. More guys with great agents. But you got, but you also got to remember though, Jacksonville went what three and fourteen with one of their victories against Buffalo. Um, so they got to, so they have to overpay for they they have to overpay for people. I I get it. Because most, a lot of players are going to go for the for the winning culture. This is not a winning culture yet, so they got to overpay guys. So I get it; it's a business. So, anything else on the Jags, guys? Huh? Mom's the word. Let's jump to Houston. Shit show number two of the podcast. So new coach here, Lovey Smith. I don't think this is a needle mover for anybody. All right, so let's go. So 2021 started with Tyrod as the quarterback as Deshaun Watson was sitting out due to where we are now, a little bit of that. Yeah, 
It was all that. Tyrod started first six games, looks like. Mm-hmm. And then Davis Mills, the rookie from last year from Stanford, came in. Yep. Yep. Through. 394 attempts, 263 completions, uh, 66 co- uh, completion percentage. That's better than Trevor Pretty Lawrence. Good, dude. Yeah. So yeah, he had a good year. 16 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, 2,664 yards. Not, not too shabby. I, Ty talked about this a little while before the pod. Uh, during the pod, yeah, a little uh, underrated. So Ty, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you uh I'm gonna let you roll with that. Yeah, no, I I'm impressed with the guy. I mean, I think out of all, you know, well, there were six rookie quarterbacks that played last year. And I dare say, I said this before, I dare say Mac Jones was the only one better than him. Honestly. Mm-hmm. He was better than Justin Fields, he was better than Zach Wilson. I mean, Trey Lance really can't judge on that. I mean, let's be honest. But um 16 touchdowns, like you said, 66.8%, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I went back and looked at some of the stats. So he threw 10 interceptions. He played 13 games. He played 10 interceptions. Two of the So he threw an interception in six of the games. Two of them, he had six interceptions. Uh, so half the games, he did not throw an interception. He threw for 300 yards against the Rams, who won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he threw for he threw for three hundred yards and three touchdowns against the Titans. Damn. Um, and then he threw for I think I think it was about close to three hundred against the Patriots, and a couple of touchdowns. Um, this while having what one legitimate wide receiver, Brandon Cooks. He was mm-hmm. a, I mean Brandon Cooks had a thousand yards, and then the next guy was Nico Collins, who I hope ends up. We'll get into him, but I hope ends up being legitimate number two but there wasn't a lot around him and he still i i thought he had a good year i, I like him no, that, I, he, those, those he are impressive be, i'm gonna say this 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 uh i was gonna say he might nah you gotta put lawrence in there but i mean he's he's he might be the most exciting quarterback of this division for me Ooh. even more than even more than matt ryan I know we all love Matt Ryan, but I, I, I really like Davis Mills. Coming out swinging, I love it, Ty. That's great. That's great. Let's let's jump to Brandon Cooks. We talked about the only viable option. And they they swung for John Mechie the third, wide receiver from Alabama. In the third round, guy who he had some he had injury, right? At the end of the season. Yeah. So he's he's still an Alabama wide receiver. So you know that potential's there, guys. Not he's not a he's not a big dude, I don't think, like uh Julio or any of those guys, but speed. So let's see where he where he fits in there with Brandon Cooks is obviously your number one, uh catching ninety, uh catching ninety of his 134 targets going over a Scotia over a thousand yards, catching six touchdowns. And then you have Nico, who Ty mentioned, he he played 14 of the games catching 33 of 60. He had one touchdown. You got you got Amendola on there. Amendola. You got Chris Conley who just is there. Chris Moore. Uh David Johnson's gone. David Johnson's we didn't talk about him yet. We didn't really talk about the running backs yet. But so it's it's Brandon Cooks and then it's just I mean nobody you're not draft. I'm not even 
Maybe John. I, I'm drafting Mechie over Nico Collins just for upside. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And let's talk. And Brandon Cooks. I just want to say Brandon Cooks. I think he's very underrated. Eight years in the league, he's had six one thousand yards. I don't know if this is really gonna. This is a big thing, but he's had six one thousand yards, but he's never made the Pro Bowl. That's but sad. He, he's another. He's another kind of like Marvin Jones, in my opinion. Just dependable. And I mean, someone you can lean on and fast, still fast, even at 28 years old. And he's had a couple, he's had a couple of injuries too. Uh, but, you know, there was talk of him getting traded last year before the trade deadline. And I'm sure, I'm sure Davis Mills was happy he didn't get traded. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, so. some, hopefully some chemistry going into this season. Let's jump up to the, to the running backs. Another, I don't even know what to say. They started last year with, was it Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, just a bunch Bill of Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay, just a bunch of old heads, and I was always big on Philip Lindsay. So he, I mean, he had some great years in in Denver, coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, That's true. so David Johnson is he's a free agent right now. Mark Ingram was traded back to the Saints at the trade deadline. So Rex Burkhead is there. Their leading rusher last year, 427 rushing yards. I think there's there's a decent amount of quarterbacks who had more rushing yards than him last year. So they went and got the sleeper app darling, Marlon Mack. He has been freed from Indy. He is now on Houston. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, wheels up. Let's go. And then in this the second round or third round, you guys have to tell me. Damon Pierce, fourth round. Fourth. I'm sorry. Okay, I could I should have kept going. I'm sorry. Damon Pierce running back out of Florida, which I think a lot of people are all big on him in our uh did he go in the first round in our uh 14 team league? Or did he go begin in the second? If he did, he either went back in a fourth of the first round, or like you said, I can't remember. In our twelve team rookie league, he went, he went the first pick of the, he, he went two one, two oh one. He went first pick of the second round. So, what? Yeah, I, nobody is interested in Rex Burkhead. I'll just, I'll just speak for, I'll speak for everybody. <laughs> if you have to draft one of these guys, who are you taking? Uh, Damian Pierce. And yeah, when, probably. When and when. Uh, I'd probably wait till about the anywhere between round eight and ten. How my squad is uh, looking from there, I wouldn't mind, uh, especially with the fact that like this whole backfield just it's all wide open. You know, I mean, it can be for just about anybody on this squad. But I mean, Damian Pierce coming out of college, he looks pretty sharp, dude. I'm I'm a fan. I think he's gonna be. Let's yeah. not forget Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman as well. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, by the way, and by the way, Damian Pierce was the last pick in the first round of Chuber. Anyway. Okay. So in our, but, four, in our fourteen team. In our fourteen. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with I'm with Gary. Like, I mean, I was a Marlon Mack fan. I mean, I did draft him in Chuba, but you know, that torn ACL. That's that's not an injury you to joke with with any position. Uh, but I think Damian Pierce wasn't a big fan, but I, 
I mean, like we've been talking about, this this running back room is just hot garbage. So he has he has every opportunity to win the job on this one. And and Rex Burkett, Rex Burkett, I think is the odd man out. He's the oldest one of the group. And Lovey Smith then Lovey Smith was not part of the regime that signed him. Whereas Marlon Mack was, and so was Damian Pierce. So that's something you gotta look at is when did Rex Burkhead going back to Rex Burkhead, when did he come in? Well, he's been with Houston for a while now. So he's probably on his way out because of his age too. So but yeah, Damian Pierce is a guy. Long story, long answer. Uh Damian Pierce, like Gary. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Ty. I'm with you. So let's go down. I don't even know how much time we should spend on this. The tight ends. <laughs> the tight ends. You got Brevin Jordan. I think, Ty, you're big on him going into drafts last year. Oh, I got him in Chuba. Oh, I hope he breaks out this year because I have no tight ends in Chuba. I hope he breaks out. And then you have Farrah Brown. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching these guys. Sorry. I'll just say Brevin Jordan has more upside, but yeah, it, there's not excitement at all. Okay, <laughs> boys, let's go. Let's. We didn't talk about where we're going to draft Brandon Cooks. Is he? You're happy with him as a wide receiver too, right? As your wide receiver too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because I have him in Lucha and Chuba, and yeah, I'm happy with him as my number two. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I have him ranked 24th, which is the last. Yeah. So fringe, fringe right there, boys. And I'll just say, I think Houston actually had a pretty good draft this year. Look at the look at the first four round they, they went. They went Derek Stingley, Kenyon Green, who probably started as a guard. They went Jalen Patry from uh, Baylor, hard hitting safety. They went John Mechie, wide receiver. And then they went Damian Pierce in the fourth round. That's not a bad, that's not a bad draft. And all those guys, all those guys could hit. They could all be impactful players. Maybe this year. Maybe not John Mechie because of the injury, but most of them could be impact players this year. I'm with you. I mean, you definitely have Stingley starting. You probably what was the safety? I forget his name. Uh Petrie. Yeah, yeah he was, Petrie. He went he was a fringe. I had some mock drafts that I was paying attention to. He was like a fringe first round guy. So and they got him in the second. So and he's a hard hit. Yeah, he could he could be impactful on this defense. And they need the defense is we won't go into defense, I know, but the defense, there's really nobody on that defense besides those two guys. He could be a big impact. So could Stingley. Okay. All right. Well, if we're talking defense, we know we're grasping at straws on some of these teams. So let's make the jump. Let's let's get let's talk about some teams we're actually excited about for uh, fantasy purposes. Let's go to the Colts, guys. Let's jump to I mean the obvious first one, the Carson Wentz. The Wentz wagon has has ridden out of Indianapolis mm-hmm. and entered Matty Ice. The guy's been with Atlanta since 2008, where he's drafted, and he's uh, finally on a, finally on a new team. There you got. I'm I'm more excited, and I think. My excitement is I feel like Atlanta's O-line was never was always par at best. And now he's going to an O-line that's you guys are always have the O-line rankings, but with Quentin, Quentin Nelson, you know, I mean that's always it's a top five easy, right? It's a top ten easy. And then fringe probably top five. I 
I mean, I'm excited. I'm with you. I'm excited because of the offensive line, but also he's probably got the best running back. He's probably playing with the best running back that he's ever played with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Devontae Freeman and um, Tevin Coleman were good. Neither one of them can touch Jonathan Taylor on Jonathan Taylor's worst day. So that's what's exciting about Matt Ryan is he's actually getting an elite running back, but like you said, getting an elite offensive line as well. I'm with you. I'm with you. The so best, in my opinion, in my opinion, the best running back in the NFL. Okay. I like it. Coming out hot. Coming out hot. Uh, let's, I mean, let's go ahead and jump to JT real quick. RB1, that's just what I wrote on my notes. He, he didn't miss a game. 332 attempts. That's holy shit. 1,800, right over 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns. Wow. That's holy shit. 5.5 yards per carry. Yeah, doesn't get doesn't get any better than that, right? No, it does not. So that's ridiculous. There's not. I mean, I think he's everybody's wide receiver one. I don't. I don't know. There's no. I mean, he's the he's, best. He's the best. That's all there is to say. I mean, yeah. Maybe somebody might go Derrick Henry, but the reality is, is that Johnson, like you said, Johnson Taylor missed just one game. Derrick Henry missed eight or nine, and um, and Johnson Taylor's younger. So redraft and uh, redraft and um, dynasty, I think you have to go Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Why would you not? No. So let's. And then we on the like we have Naeem Hines. He's always oh he's a. You know he's a PPR guy. So Jonathan Taylor he caught forty of fifty one last year. Another two mm-hmm. receiving touchdowns. So he had twenty total touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Hines has always been, oh, well, he's a PPR. And if something does happen to Jonathan Taylor, Hines' stock goes to the freaking roof. Easy peasy. Yeah. But, but last yeah. last year, Hines, I guess it, this is it's probably a combination of Jonathan Taylor, you know, taking over as the alpha and Carson Wentz being there. Hines had his lowest targets and catches of his career. So kind of a, kind of a step back where – you draft him in, you know, maybe the eighth, ninth, tenth round of a redraft league, and say, "Oh, well, I can, you know, the PPR upside." But is it? I don't know, I think it's fading. Well, he's he's definitely one of the best backups. I mean, I mean we had that discussion last week of who's the best. Will we take Madison and or will we take um, Dylan? But mm-hmm. uh, he's not the best. But I mean, you still. In a in a league like we're in for Chuba fourteen, I think you easily have to still value him, and you still have to have those you still have to have those um, handcuffs um, on your team. Uh, so yeah, there's still there's still value, even though like you said, he he had his lowest output. I mean, the guy still, I mean, still had what forty catches, three hundred ten yards, averaged four point nine yards per carry. I mean. This guy's a this guy's a this guy's a good player. Just he just happens to be behind the best running back in the NFL. But you still have to have him because he's he's a handcuff and he's a really good one. I agree. I and I I I dropped that stat, but I also think again I think Carson Wentz was probably more the problem. So yeah. with with Matt Ryan coming in, I definitely think you could see an uptick. Yeah, and. And do they spell Jonathan Taylor a little bit more this year? We'll see. 
and Matt and Matt Ryan went to Cordero Patterson a lot last year too. You got to remember that as well. Carson Wentz. Oh yeah, Matt no, Ryan Matt, went to Cordero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt, Matt Matt Ryan Matt Ryan helped Cordero become what I've what I've known Cordero Patterson to be. Although I'm a big fan of his because I met him and he was cool. But Matt Ryan helped him out to be to have the career year that he had. So Matt Ryan does go to his running backs. And he, and he probably will go to his running backs. You can't not – you can't not – they can't – and we'll get to the wide receivers, but you cannot not put Naheem uh, – I can't say his name. You can't put Hines in there. You can't not put Hines in there because he's, he's that valuable. Okay. Yeah. Let's jump to – like you said, let's jump to the wide receivers. Michael Pittman with uh, – I don't know if you would call it a breakout year, but definitely the guy, the guy is trending up. Way up, way up. A lot of people are huge on him this year. He caught 88 of his 129 targets, went over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. Again, this was Carson Wentz throwing to him. And then you have Zach Pascal. He's gone, right? He went to Philadelphia. He was a Philly, yeah, right? And then their third leading pass catcher was Jonathan Taylor, we already mentioned. After that, you got T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's not on the team right now. Naheem so, Hines was up there. Naheem Hines was up there still. Yep. I think he was four. But... You're right. You're right. You're right. So then mm-hmm. in the – I'm going to get my round wrong. In the second round, they drafted Alec Pierce. Or is it third round? Second round. No, second you're right. Round. You're right. Second round. second round. And this guy definitely has the the PPR, you know, target monster affiliated with him right now. So I'm, I'm optimistic about that because I think that fits kind of into Matt Ryan's repertoire you know yeah yeah i think i mean yeah there's opportunity i mean listen they drafted him second round and gary's not gary's not back with us i was gonna say something about paris campbell um you know i think i think people like gary and even the colts are probably still waiting for paris campbell but i mean i don't think he went second round like alex pierce but yeah everything you said he brings that versatility that uh this team probably needs michael Pittman's very versatile big man but not probably not as shifty as a uh, Alex Pierce. So there's every opportunity for this guy to succeed, especially when you got a legitimate number one wide receiver on on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they definitely give Matt Ryan, and I mean, obviously with if you're going to Jonathan Taylor, but they definitely give him yeah a, a whole upgrade. They said here come here come play with this instead of in Atlanta where it, it's just not good. Yo, exactly. Let's go to and, sorry, good. And he'll get. I was just gonna say, and he'll get more time throwing football. Oh yeah, because like we said, better offensive line, way better offensive line. Lastly, let's go to the go to the tight ends. You got Mo Alley Cox. You have Jack Doyle retired. Yeah, and then did Jack Doyle retired. Yeah, and then you got uh, yep. in the third round. They drafted from UVA, Jelani Woods, big tall guy. I think he's like six seven or something like that. Some crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So two, both their two starting tight ends went to schools in Virginia. You're welcome, yep. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so Mo Alley Cox, not, I mean, he caught 24 out of 45, and he had four touchdowns. But you, you don't. This guy's not a not an 80 target guy. Oh, no, and, but you go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, I'm just 
it's just the one stat I pulled up for Matt Ryan last night. Excuse me. Uh, in his regular season career, he has 367 passing touchdowns. You can probably assume who his one and two are. Julio with 59, Roddy with 52. His number three is Tony Gonzalez. And then Hooper was in the top, I think, six or seven, too. So he definitely is a guy that likes to pass to his tight ends, which gives me some kind of, I mean, at least touchdown upside. As far as yards goes, I don't I don't know. I mean, again, Mo, Mo has, you know, he came from VCU. He wasn't in the actual draft. I forget what the was the supplemental draft or something like that. I forget what yeah. how he yeah. how he yeah. got, but the but the Colts took him. So I think this is his third or fourth year now. And yeah. you know, he, he didn't come in as a rookie. He played, you know, he played basketball at VCU. But again, I I would I, draft I'm him just, as a backup. Yeah. I would just say, yeah, this is this is like uh, who do we say? Oh, this is like kind of like a Jaguar situation. You can see a lot of two tight end sets, but I mean, yeah, Mo Alley Cox brings you more of a red zone threat. But I mean, can you really depend on that in fantasy football? I mean, it's like it's like remember the guy, remember the remember the fullbacks that would have like two or three touchdowns, and you're like, oh man, like he had a touchdown, but can you really like can you really depend on them or like the backup running back? The, the 260 pound Jerome Bettis that would have four or five touchdowns a year because they're at the one yard line. So, I mean, I think, I think Mo Alley Cox brings that red zone threat, but Jelani Woods is probably more of a downfield threat. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see a lot of two tight ends that I'd probably go. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd probably, I might take a chance and uh, draft Jelani Woods just In for redraft? a heck of Cause like, uh, Dynasty, yes. Redraft. You know what? I might take. I might take a chance. I like it because you said, you said third round, right? He went the third round, right? He went the third round. So yeah, so there's there's some investment in him. He's not a seventh rounder. He's not an undrafted, and um, I might take a chance. Yeah, there, there's some investment on him. All right. Yeah, I think I have Mo. I don't think I even have him in tight end two range. Maybe I do. Nope, I don't have him. Yeah. Bump the brakes on these guys. Yeah, he's way down there. Sorry. So, yeah, touch the, if you fill in guy for a bye week, I don't look at their schedule, see if your starting tight end is on a bye week and see if it's the week that the Colts play the Texans. Guys, I know I walked away for a minute, maybe even oh, more. Oh, God. But, Ty, oh, did you guys oh, bring him up? I knew it. Yes, I did. Yeah. Right. Come the on. One, the one and only. Paris Campbell, dude. He is the oh, biggest dark horse. He's my favorite dark horse in this whole entire league. I think he can put up absolute – wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers without a fucking doubt. With Matt Ryan there too, and he's just a full year healthy of this man. We're going to see some shit. No lie. You want me to, We're going to see hold, some shit. I guess I'll hold my breath. This man. All right, I'm going to say he's, he's 25 overall wide receiver if he's fully healthy this season. 
25 overall at wide receiver. Ooh. You're saying so you're saying he's a wide receiver two, three. We, three. Like cusp top end wide receiver three. Just I'm gonna throw it out there. I mean, because there's a good chance it might be injured for at least a game, maybe eight. But I'm just gonna say wide receiver 25 on the season. Yeah, you guys heard it here first on the fluke. Gary was shotgun a beer. Yeah, I I literally just walked away for 10 minutes just to come back to say this. That's all. This is the highlight of this podcast is right now. It's amazing. This is bigger. This is bigger news than John Cena following Tyson Cullen. Oh, my God. That you can't see me social media, guys. Anything else on the Colts, guys? No, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. That's all I came for. Stuff to the last team of the night, the team that won the division, finished first in the AFC last year, the Tennessee Titans. And I think it starts with – well, it starts with Derrick Henry. And, of course, he, the first time he had a big injury in his career, he only played eight games, so had 10 touchdowns and 937 yards. I forget, what was the stat? Like, so he got hurt, and then it was still the like the – going into like the last third of the season and he was still like a top such and such running back because he had so many touchdowns and yards still. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right, yeah. So in redraft, I have him as my number – I have him as my number two. I'm on that – I'm on that – that I mountain. Agree. I agree. I can go with that. But you guys, what do you guys think? Well, they're going to rely. They're going to rely heavily on him, obviously, like they do every season. The past three, almost four seasons, but without AJ Brown there, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, without I mean, Johnny Smith wasn't there last season. We're going to see something where I mean, this used to be a team of huge, like a squad of dudes. Like Johnny Smith was a fucking hunk, a stud. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, stud. Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. stud. But now it's pretty much just Derrick Henry and jobbers for right now. <laughs> jobbers. <laughs> I mean, we're going to see what Traylon Burks obviously can do. And Bobby Trees is always, like, near and dear to my heart. But, I mean, he's getting old and up there. But, I mean, I think they're going to have to rely on uh, Derrick Henry quite a bit, too. I mean, Don Charles Hilliard, do you think he's going to be a decent backup? Because every backup for Henry hasn't really put any fantasy – production out for any of those so i mean do you guys see uh don Charles hilliard or um Hassan haskins being anything fantasy wise I, I like don Charles hilliard but i mean he's probably what maybe at the most might get five carries a game maybe that's probably even pushing it he averaged 6.3 I mean, yards per carry last year yeah and that's and i like him i like him a lot but as long as Gary or Gary, I, I'm seeing Gary's name on the. Uh, as long as Henry is rushing, um, trust me, I'm a big ass hunk too. I mean, I get it. It's hard to confuse me and Derrick Henry all the time. <laughs> um. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Um. 
Yeah. I ask I you all the ladies when it comes to me. <laughs> Got that dog in you. Mm. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, I just – yeah, I mean, I like Dontrell Hiller, the player, but as long as Derrick Henry's getting whatever it is, 30 carries a game or 35 carries a game, mm-hmm. he's going to get maybe maybe three uh, three to five carries a game. Did he Same two, with the son. I said holy yeah. shit to Jonathan Taylor's 332 attempts. In eight games, Derrick Henry had 219 attempts. Wow. That is insane. That's, oh, 20, that's about 27. Yeah, that's about 27 a game. Yeah. Jeez. He is a he is all that is man. All that is hunk. <laughs> so yeah, and then you have Deonta Foreman. He actually was a replacement and now he's he's in Carolina. And so and Trenton Cannon's there too. He he came in in the offseason. Again, not a needle mover. So guys, let's jump back to let's jump back to Tannehill. He played, he didn't miss any games last year. 357 for 531, 3,734 yards, 21 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Which that's and not that don't that don't do much for me. His no six, especially six, go ahead. I was just going to say, especially when you could make the argument that he was the reason why they lost the uh, playoff game. I think he threw like three picks and the defense only gave up 19 points. I think they gave up four field goals. So their defense kept them in the game, but he threw three interceptions. So, you know, they drafted Malik Willis in the third round, which, you know, they, I mean, that that's kind of hot. That's kind of low for a quarterback that we all thought that was going to go first or second round, but at some point they're going to see him as the future. You're right. You're right. So Tannehill in NFL stats, he ended up 16th overall in passing yards, averaging 219 passing yards per game. Quarterbacks such as Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, and Ben Roethlisberger averaged more passing yards per game. In 2021, but you have to go. Then you have to go look at the other hand. He had seven rushing touchdowns last year, which I don't. I mean, I'd never. I would have thought four or five. So that, as far as quarterbacks goes, that puts him up there, and that that keeps its fantasy value. They keep keep isn't the right word, but I don't know. Where do you, where do you have him? What do you have him ranked as among quarterbacks? Uh, my rankings have him. What are, I have him at number twenty. Twenty. So I have. Okay. Mac Jones. I have Justin Fields. I have Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance above him. Below him, I have quarterbacks such as Zach Wilson, the Mill Hunter, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. I think I have Matt Ryan too low after our talk tonight. So to be adjusted, and you will see that on www.theflug.com. Yeah, I think you can swap Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill, but I would probably put Jared Goff right at 20, dude. I think he's going to be legit. I think he'll be throwing a lot, and he's got a lot of weapons to throw to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I ain't here to be nitpicking your – No, 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 it's fine. You got rankings. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I I I would agree with Gary because 
Yeah, Ryan Taylor has nothing around him other than Derrick Henry, which we're getting the receivers, but he has nothing. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go ahead and jump there. So they traded AJ Brown away, which was I think mind-boggling to the majority of America. So in return, they they got a first and a third or something like that, and they used that first and they got Traylon Burks wide receiver out of Arkansas. So I think I haven't heard much since he's got on the Titans. He's something about his issues with his asthma. That's the only thing I've seen so far. And then they got, like uh, Gary said, Bobby Trees. That was just a free agency move, right? That wasn't a trade. They just signed him. I think they, I think they traded him. I tell you, I thought they traded for him. So, anyways, and then after that, what is this other guy? They had Julio Jones for a while. Last year, he did he was hurt? He didn't do anything. Jester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Ian, I can't say that. Akane, I should do better at that. Um, he, um, they traded a uh, six-round pick next year's six-round pick for him. Okay, hmm. so nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's still played to be a number one guy too. Who's that, Bob Woods? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I agree. I agree. Again. Tannehill not throwing not throwing the ball, man. AJ Brown had 105 targets in 13 games, so that's all gone. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just really, it's really hard. Another, well, I said these were going to be the easy two teams, but this wide receiver room is just going to be. It's going to be hard to judge because, I mean, they're a run first team, obviously. In Tannehill. Uh, he peaked. I think he peaked two, a year or two ago, and now you're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, he again he threw three interceptions. He, in my opinion, he, he was the reason why they lost that game. He's better than what he was in Miami. I'll say that much. But I mean, I mean that doesn't say much. But you know, you can't throw three interceptions in a, in a playoff game. No. But I, but yeah, you said 105 targets are free from AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess I could see Bob Woods getting that. I would almost take the upside with Burks, man. But I mean, look, I mean, you can look at Tannehill's numbers. He went. In the game against New England, he didn't even go over 100 yards passing. He had two games where he went over 300 yards passing all season. So, as far as fantasy goes, I mean, nothing. You just got to look at the rushing upside. I mean, I'm not drafting him as my QB1 at all. Again, this is another guy. This is another backup. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, in free agency, they did acquire tight end Austin Hooper, who I was big on a while, a couple of years back, and I always, always kept him around near and dear to, to my heart. But uh, I think I the opportunities know. are so much bigger for him in this than he was in Cleveland. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, because you had Njoku, you had Harrison Bryant. I mean, 
who's a, who's a guy that's really going to step up? Jeff Swain or whatever his name is? Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, just, just in, in general, the wide receivers involved too. So, I mean, he definitely has a, a good plateau to have for this season for sure. And, and Tannehill went to John o. Smith a couple of years ago a lot as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has been known to go to his tight end. So, they didn't have a tight end last year. I think they had Fersker and he wasn't much of anything. So yeah, I think he's moving on to Atlanta, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, no, Gary's right. I think I think there is opportunity for Hooper, but we'll see if we'll see if it was a thing that he is he's on the downhill or like you said, it was just opportunities, lack of opportunities. Anything uh, else on the Titans, guys? Uh, can't who wait until who you're drafting first in redraft, Burks or Bob Woods? We go Bob Woods. I mean, yeah, I'll go Bob. Burks had that what little asthma scare. Yeah, but um, I, I think he's still going to be fine for you know to play this season. But it's just a matter of fact. That, like I know Bob Woods, you can get this is this is a season where I mean the targets can be designated just for him. Like in comparison to when he was with uh, the Rams with Cooper Cup, you know, Van Jefferson. All of them. Um, so I just feel like it's just as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna have a decent amount of targets. PPR. Mm-hmm. P- yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I kind of want to take the upside with Burks. Just to the fact that, like we said, Tannehill is not the he's not the air it out, he's not gonna put up all these yards. The match will just go. I don't know. Swing, swing big. Yeah, that's why I go for possession wide receivers. When I'm not sure, I go for the more possess, like prone to get more possessions. Um, Traylon Burks, if he's going to be like AJ Brown, I mean, like, all right, let's not give him that kind of comparison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to have that kind of platform whatsoever. But I mean. We already know what we got from Bob Woods. It's just a matter of fact, like his his health status. That's all. All right. Yeah, and I, and I think you know we talk about like this kind of reminds me of what we're talking about with Mo, uh, Mo Alley Cox and uh, Jelani Woods. Bob Woods is proven that he can play in this league, whereas Mo Alley Cox is just kind of puttered along mm-hmm. because there's not been anybody to. Um, uh, threaten them besides Jack Doyle, but Bob Woods has done it decently in this league. So I think based on that, that's why I would go Bob Woods. Well, to put it further, like anytime he had over 100 targets, which is um, three out of four times in his, he's pretty much been a wide receiver one or two on PPR. So that's a big, uh, it's a big upswing for Traylon Burks to try and hit. Like like Zay Jones, when he left Buffalo and he went to the Rams, that was the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. He became a more polished receiver. Right. And Robert Woods, he can be like one of those um, gadget guys too, in a way. So he can pretty much play yeah. any part of the field. So I like it. Anything else on the Titans, guys? All right. Well, I think 
We we crushed the AFC South. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it, Word. guys. Any Word. uh, that was fun. We have two more divisions. We got what do we have? NFC South and AFC North. AFC, AFC North. North. Ooh, gotta get it's, Dan on for that one. Excited for those two. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Guys, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. NFC South. Baker. We'll we'll be able to talk about Baker. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do that next week then. Call it a date. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a day. All right. For uh, I am Joshua T A Hicks, the commission. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks eight hundred four. Find Gary on a Twitter at gars underscore poetica. Find Ty on Twitter at social media ghosts. Again, you can find all of us on Twitter at the fluke underscore ff. Guys, go make sure you're subscribed and leave a five-star review on either Podbean or Spotify or iTunes, and we will do what we can to uh, make you a part of Fluke Fest 2022, Fluke 5, on August the 20th. Again, check out www.thefluke.com. We're trying to, you know, update it, make it look nice, all that fun stuff. And uh, that's it, guys. On to on to next week. Yeah, that was, that was that was a good time. Word. I uh, I can't wait for our date next week. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Candlelit dinners. No bills. <laughs>